Minor league season's about 15 games in. Let's check on some of the top prospects. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And now that we are in the 2022 season, fully into the season, let's check out some of these top guys and see where they're doing, both good and bad. And the first guy that we need to look at is Yankees shortstop Anthony Volpe. So. We've talked about him on this show quite a few times. I mean, he's seen as their number one prospect right now. He's seen as a top 10, top 15 prospect in baseball. And it's something where we we don't have the full book on him yet. So if you remember, first round pick in 2019, uh, he, had mo- he had mono, so lost a bunch of rookie ball. Then he lost his 2020. The Yankees didn't have instructional leagues in the offseason, and then he came out of the shutdown and just tore it up last year. Was in low A and high A, together hit 294, 423, 604. 27 home runs, 33 stolen bases in 109 games. Exceeded every expectation the Yankees could have possibly had for what he was going to do. And so they moved him this year to double A Somerset. And... How's he doing? Well, right now, 13 games in. uh, This is all all stats as of Tuesday. Uh, A batting average of 163. 49 at-bats. He's got eight hits, 12 runs, two doubles, two home runs, seven RBIs, and he has nine walks to 18 strikeouts. He has stolen six bases. So slash line of 163, 311, 327. And the thing right here is... I think this is kind of indicative of a guy who's been a little bit behind in his development and then is making his his first taste of the upper minors because, like, he can't hit a slider right now. Biggest part of that, obviously, is the right now. But the reason we talk about the, the jump to double A being very significant is because that's when you get into, like, professional baseball. And so you stop seeing fastballs and fastball counts. The quality of the breaking stuff is better. And the thing is, like, he thinks he can hit a slider. And he got a hanger the other day, and he put, a, he put it over the fence. There's nothing wrong with his swing. Um, he's got good bat speed. He's got a good swing plane. Um, he can do... He can show off in batting practice. It's not like plus-plus raw, but I mean, it's a good, easy 25 home run um, twenty-five home run power. And his approach is fine. It's just something where he needs to make the adjustment to what a professional slider looks like. And he needs to, and again, the Yankees have this conversation. The Yankees' philosophy is hit strikes hard. And... He needs to, right now, uh, get better at the pitch recognition of figuring out which sliders are strikes and which ones are not. Uh, 
it does give me a little bit of concern that maybe he doesn't have the above average to plus hit tool we thought he did. Uh, I still feel good about his development. I still think defensively he's fine. He's going to be a good prospect. He's going to adjust to this. But as of right now, it's hard to say Anthony Volpe might be number, next year's number one overall prospect when he can't hit a slider. So, adjustments that have to be made happens all the time. Uh, Robert Hassel for the Padres. So, reminder on him, center fielder, uh, drafted in 2020, first round, eighth overall. Uh, they got him out of high school. And somebody, he's, again, ranked pretty high. I think he's their number two prospect right now. We saw him go, he was in Little League World Series. We saw him lead USA Baseball's uh, 18 and under national team to a silver medal. He was committed to Vandy and the Padres happened to get him away. Uh, Last year, played well. Spent most of the season, 92 games at low A. Um, 323, 415, 482. 31 doubles, 7 home runs, uh, 57 walks to 74 strikeouts, stole 31 bases, was only caught stealing 6 times. So, looked good last year, got a late season call up to high A, and he's back in high A. Uh, As of right now, again, 15 games in, looking like that was the right decision. Batting 397, 455-638, Four home runs, eight stolen bases already. And so a guy where you have to think that he's going to get moved to double A sooner rather than later. Uh, He's got good speed. And so he's out there. He's covering plenty of ground in the outfield. He obviously, like we said, he's stealing bases. I think he's going to be, because of that speed, he's going to be an above average defender. He's going to stick in center. Uh, And the bat, I mean, it's got to be at this point, it's got to go from a plus to a plus plus as far as uh, contact ability, the actual hit tool itself. Very advanced approach to the plate. He can hit the ball to all fields. Uh, He can can put some power behind it. He doesn't get amazing power numbers. I think he's going to be more of of a gap guy than a power guy until his body finishes maturing a bit. Uh, more, you know, he's hitting a lot of doubles and stuff like that right now. I think he's got three triples on the year. Let me see. Nope. Had had three, had four triples last year. Uh, I think as he continues to develop, more of those, um, more of those du- uh, doubles and triples are going to turn into home runs. But I absolutely feel good about where uh, Robert Hassel is right now. Um, still needs to do work. You know, don't necessarily move him up out of uh, the high. Uh, out of um, high A Fort Wayne just yet, uh, but a guy that is a force at the plate right now and is going to be good enough to play uh, play in MLB and will contend for batting titles. Not saying he's necessarily going to do it, but will contend for batting titles. Another top prospect uh, that's off to a pretty significant start, Daniel Espino pitcher for the Guardians. He's a double-A Akron this year. So uh, first round pick in 2019 by the Guardians. Obviously lost his whole 2020. And so last year was split between 
low A and high A as a 20-year-old. Now, uh, didn't, didn't get to do the, the entire season, lost a little bit of time. Uh, but for a righty, a little bit of a shorter guy, I mean, he's not one of those you know, huge size monsters who's 6'7". You know, he's 6'1", 205. I say, you know, undersized. He's bigger than me. But, but um, great as far as athleticism, great as far as explosiveness, flexibility. The velo, I mean, he could hit 99 to, you know, like the strategy for him last year was he could hit 99. He's got a good curveball and a slider. The slider's better, but, uh, you know, both of those. He has a changeup that he can work on, and the fastball is as good as advertised. Now, uh, watching him some this year at Akron, uh, he had a he had a game, he had a game. Uh, I believe it was against uh, Bowie, where he recorded eleven consecutive strikeouts to start the game. Ended up with fourteen strikeouts over five innings on sixty six pitches. So. Uh, he he run, ran the fastball up to 101. Um, the slider was the slider was better than it looked last year. The curve, I think you now could argue it has plus potential. Um, and his command is better there. You know, it's something where he I don't think he hardly ever got behind any batter because uh, he was able to land his pitches where he wanted, get strike calls. And stay ahead of them. So we've talked a lot about Espino versus Valera. I know uh, our Locked On Guardians host isn't as high on Espino as some others. I think I'm believing in Espino now. I think Espino is probably going to grade out by the end of the year as the number one prospect in this system. Uh, Really impressed with what I've seen out of him. And in just a minute, I do want to go into some of the 2021 draftees and what they have looked like at their first full season of ball. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. This is a product that I use literally every single day. I start taking Athletic Greens, the product AG1 specifically, because I have celiac disease. And so I obviously, I I can't eat gluten, but I struggle with absorption of nutrients um, through the small intestine and things like that. And I've been trying to figure out a mix of like vitamins and supplements and things like that that I could take to make sure that I got all of the nutrition I need because it's so hard for me to absorb it through my food. Uh, I'm limited as to what I can uh, like actually eat. Obviously, I can't have anything involving flour, any of that stuff. And so I've been taking it now for about two months and I feel great. Uh, You wake up first thing in the morning. It's one scoop of Athletic Greens into cool water. You drink it. It doesn't taste like it's green. There's good flavor to it, but it's not, uh, it's not full of, of sugar and other things that are bad for you. Uh, it costs you less than $3 a day, so like it's cheaper than getting a glass of cold brew every day. Uh, it's, che- it's cheaper for me than buying all the different vitamins and supplements that I was buying. I'm just invested in an all-in-one product. So... Uh, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Uh, there's no need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of their immune-supporting vitamin D. Uh, it's in a dropper. You put one drop into your Athletic Greens in the morning, as well as five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com MLB network. 
Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, so looking at some of the 2021 draftees and what they've done in the minors this system. So the first one is uh, Jackson Merrill, the shortstop for the Padres. So uh, late in the first round, 27th overall pick in 2021. And the thing here with Merrill is 6'3", 195. He was seen as a guy who good athleticism, good feel for the game of baseball. And in 31 games in rookie ball last year, batted uh, 280, 339, 382. Um, seven doubles, two triples, no home runs, um, 10 walks, 27 strikeouts. Uh, five for six on stolen base attempts. And so they've got him like round seven or eight in the system right now. Like that's kind of where they consider him. Uh, and I think part of the adjustment last year was he added almost 30 pounds in the months leading up to the uh, draft. It got his strength up. He's now seen as having like plus raw power. But uh, he he was getting tested for the first time against good velo because he's from Maryland. Didn't necessarily have great velo in the prep circuit there in Maryland. Um, needed to work on spin. Needed to work on on velo. And it's something where he's got. Um, good speed, he's got good hands, above average arm strength, where he has a chance to stick it short. But if that didn't work necessarily, you could look at third. So uh, right now, he is at low A Lake Elsinore. So he went from rookie ball last year to low A. Uh, 13 games in, he's batting 393, 452, 518. So one home run, four doubles, already has four stolen bases in six attempts. Uh, and and so it looks like he's doing decent at recognizing spin and velo. Um, strikeout rate's only 12%. He can hit the ball to all kind of fields with authority. Uh, five extra base hits. It kind of projects out to like a 25 home run, 40 double per season level as he continues to uh, grow into that body, things like that. Very good baseball IQ. Uh, I do think he probably will eventually end up moving to third base. A little bit taller as he is. The build and the way he runs, I think I'd rather, instead of having him, well, one, he's on the same team as Tatis and Abrams. So there's guys to play short. I think he'll probably end up as a third baseman. He might be the Manny Machado replacement eventually. Uh, but I do feel really good about his fundamentals his feel for the game. I think he's going to be a quick promotion guy to go through and could eventually end up as an infielder, plays every single day, your starter at third, and can contend for all-star games. All right, uh, the next one, Harry Ford. So catcher for, for, for the Seattle Mariners. First round pick in 2021. Started off last year in, in rookie ball at the Complex League. Batted 291, 400, 582. Uh, that was over 19 games, seven doubles, three home runs, stole three bases. And that's the big thing I see behind Harry Ford is a lot of young catchers who can hit really well. They're, they, they pull them out from behind the plate and they put him in the field. And he feel like he looks like he's comfortable behind the plate still. He does the one knee set. Uh, and again, there's different schools of thought behind the one knee versus the crouch. But um, I think... Blocking-wise, he's going to be fine. 
because he's got really good athleticism, so he can go to he can reach either way. Um, decent feel for framing. By the time he's up, we may have Roboams, and it may not even matter. But definitely the um, definitely the bat is what you have him for. Five ten, two hundred. He is a a stocky guy. I mean, he 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 looks like a barrel with arms and legs. Um, has in game power. Uh, it really manifests. He's a guy where. Um, with his athleticism, I mean, he's got good speed. It's above average in general. It's if you if you look at compared to catchers, it's plus. Like him and JT Real Muto may be the two fastest catchers in baseball. Uh, I think that if they wanted to get him to the major sooner, they could move him to an outfield corner. But if you leave him behind the plate, I think he's going to be a good um, a good catcher for you. And definitely a guy who, this was a good pick. He is working out very well, and I'm excited to watch more of him. Uh, The next guy, Griff McGarry, right-hand pitcher for the Phillies. So, uh, I said, you know, drafty last year, fifth-round guy. So, 145th pick overall. Started off, uh, they started him off in low A last year for five games, moved him to high A. So, low A, he only started one game. Uh, three two seven ERA in eleven innings. Um, you move him to to high A last year. Starts three games, one win, no losses. Thirteen in the third innings, gives up seven hits and four earned runs with twenty one strikeouts. So WHIP of one hundred five, strikeouts per nine of fourteen. They have him back at high A this year, and if the the scouting report, he had, he's you know teens in the. In the system, the scouting report on him was he struggled to throw strikes. He threw out almost not, uh, he walked almost nine batters per nine innings in college, but was really good at getting swings and misses. So he was a guy, he was either going to walk you or strike you out. There wasn't going to be a lot of stuff going on, uh, but he looked good last year. And it's, I mean, it's some of the best stuff in the system. He can run the fastball up to 99, it's probably a 70 grade. He's got uh, the slider is plus. The changeup is plus. The slider is like mid eighties. It bla- it breaks on two separate planes. Um, he he made some changes in instructional league to 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 be more directional towards home plate, and I feel like it's helped him. He threw his changeup more. So when you watch him right now, you can see fastball still ninety six to ninety eight. Still has tons of movement all over the zone. Um, the slider is now is now like. Firmly plus the really good ones he throws looks like it could be plus plus. Um, the command is better. Uh, I think I think if he can get to average command, fringe to average, that he's going to be a top one hundred prospect in tw- uh, next year. Uh, he's trending that way. We need to see more of him. I mean, again, he has only thrown. Um. Is it here? He he's thrown a grand total of two games, um, struck out eight guys in those two games. Uh, his strikeouts per nine is twenty four. Didn't walk anybody. Um, need just need to see more of him. But someone at first look, it appears like his his stuff has gotten better. It appears that his control has improved. And if that continues, you're definitely looking at a guy you're going to feel really good about. Um, being a top 100 prospect next year. And in just a minute, I want to cover some of the guys who have been promoted early this season and how they're doing at MLB. 
But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bars are the protein bars that taste like candy bars. They are better than candy bars. They are good for you. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, whether it's um, it's cookies and cream, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, white chocolate cookies and cream, uh, blueberry muffin, for great variety of flavors. They have other products as well on the website. There's Puffs. It's the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. You can get a churro or a coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, things like that. They've got broth to drink after workouts. Tons of options. So what you need to do is go to Built.com. You can see the macros chart there of everything that they have. It kind of breaks down that they're all high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. But you can go see all the different offerings and figure out how it would fit into your workout routine. Uh, While you're there, go ahead and subscribe to the email so that you know when they have sales you know when they introduce new flavors and you can see the rotation because some of the flavors they have all the time, some of them rotate in and out uh, on a regular basis and some of them are limited time only like special things. They had a Shamrock one at St. Patrick's Day. While you're at Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. You may remember that we had a record number of prospects make the bigs this year. I think it was 12 members of the top 100. Um, And so I kind of briefly want to go through a couple of those guys, how they're doing, uh, you know, look at what the prognosis, what the outlook is for them. So the first one, Bobby Witt Jr. This is a Bobby Witt Jr. podcast. Just a reminder of that. Uh, He is the starting third baseman for Kansas City right now. Alberto Mondesi is playing short. Bobby Witt's playing third. And how has it gone? Well, through 14 games, uh, Bobby Witt is batting 185. Uh, Slash line 185, 214, 278. Uh, Three doubles, one triple, no home runs. He's he's a two for three in stolen bases. And it's something where he's a a five-tool player. He's going to be fine. This is something to me, I think, small sample size, and this is where him being in AAA all year last year may have hurt him because he was able to get comfortable against that level of offense. I'm sorry, that that level of pitching. If you remember last year, I mean, he spent 62 games in AAA, uh, batted 285, 352, 581, 17 home runs, 24 doubles. And so someone who outplayed the level of competition he was in, stole 15 bases in 18 attempts, and needs seasoning, just needs time at the major league level to get into a groove, to recognize spin. You always hate to see a young prospect start off tough. Uh, he's another guy who has done that. Uh, and and speaking of, I'm convinced he will be fine. And speaking of starting off tough, Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners. Uh, so right now, 15 games in, batting 196. He's got three doubles, no home runs, six stolen bases, uh, slash line 196, 274, 250. So OPS of 524. Again, this is not who Julio Rodriguez is. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, I mean, is probably the best hitter for average in this entire system. Uh, He is a very good player. And there's been some great stuff going on uh, that I've seen on Twitter about how Julio Rodriguez has been getting squeezed at the plate. He's been getting a lot of a lot of calls, or he's not been getting the calls on balls just off of the plate. 
So uh, he, you know, he he did get some, he has had some good swings in recently. Another guy who I feel like is going to impress. Uh, I have Bobby Witt in fantasy. I'm not dropping him. I'm trying to trade for Julio Rodriguez. He got picked up for a bunch of fab when he first got called up, and I'm hoping the guy gives up on him so I can get him. I'm trying to I'm trying to trade him something small to get Julio because I think Julio is about to go off. The exit velocities are there. The batting average on balls in play is there. Or, sorry, it's not there. He's, he's had bad Babbitt luck. And I think that Julio Rodriguez is about to take off. A guy who has played uh, pretty decently, if not amazing, but pretty decently so far, is Astros shortstop Jeremy Pena. We spent a whole show talking about him a couple weeks ago with our friends from Locked on Astros. 15 games in, he's batting 241, 311, 500. Uh, he's got three doubles, a triple, and three home runs. Hasn't stolen any bases, but never necessarily been a, a huge part of his game. I think in his entire minor league career, he had 29 stolen bases in 41 attempts. So never been a huge stolen base guy. But uh, somebody who is get, who putting good swings on balls. He's got, as we've seen, very good strike zone discipline. He's got a He's got the best infield arm in the system and a great defender. He's that defense has been as good as advertised. I feel really good about uh, about what he's doing. I believe he actually even had a walk off home run the other day. I want to say it was against Toronto. Maybe it was Los Angeles. But Pena has looked very good. Has looked the part. I mean, has looked like a rookie shortstop would look. But is playing well. Looks like he obviously fits in and somebody who I feel really good about his ability to contribute going forward. Uh, Spencer Torkelson. So first rounder, number one overall in 2020. You have, we have seen him. He is already at the big league level. He's been called up right now over 15 games. He's batting 217, 345, 435. Three home runs, one double. Uh, somebody who I feel like he's also been a little bit unlucky when it comes to batting average and balls in play. Uh, he's got, I mean, some of the best power uh, and is also a really good hitter for average. So I think the 217 is a bit low. Uh, he has taken eight walks, struck out 17 times, which typically he's always been, I mean, he's he's always had that ratio a little bit closer. I think the worst season in the minors for him was uh, 30 walks to 50 strikeouts. So a guy where facing higher level pitching, you expect the strikeouts to be a little bit higher at first, but I expect him his walks to get a little bit better because of his good, his his very, very good um plate presence and, and understanding the strike zone. Very polished eye for it. He's not one of those all or nothing, you know, three true outcomes guy. He can walk, he can put the ball in play, things like that. Uh, the last two guys, both of them shortstops. Um, first one, CJ Abrams. So kind of a surprise call up. We didn't necessarily know if he was going to make the big league roster or not because they were trying to figure out how to replace Tatis. Started off in a timeshare with Hassan Kim. At short, right now, after 12 games, batting 143, 231, 257. One home run, one double. Uh, only has five hits and 35 at-bats. Struck out eight times, three walks, uh, one for two on steals. A guy where we had this conversation. He only had 42 games in the high minors before you called him up this year. He went from low A in 2019. He started off in rookie ball for most of 2019. Spent two games in low A. The end, of the, the end of the season before he got hurt. Lost 2020. Spent 42 games in 2021 in double A last year. 
again before he got hurt. In this case, he fractured his left tibia and sprained his, sprained his MCL. Um, went to the Arizona Fall League, or was getting ready to go, and then Bruce like sprained his shoulder and lost that. So the tools are there. You can see the speed. He's incredibly fast. Uh, I just necessarily think he might need to go back down and spend a little more time at the minors. He, uh, it's just something where at the plate, he doesn't necessarily look like he's fully comfortable understanding the major league spin, understanding the major league pitches and what they're trying to do. So something that he probably needs to spend a little bit of time, maybe at AAA, uh, to get some of that worked out. I don't know if they're waiting on Tatis to come back or if they're just waiting on everybody to be healthy and all of that. But I do think that Hayson Kim is going to end up being the starting shortstop there. And they're probably going to have to put him, uh, move him down unless they want to let him figure it out at the big league level. And then a guy who has already been moved back down, Bryson Stott. So Bryson Stott, uh, quick call up there for the Phillies. And he was seen as a guy that could hopefully bring them um, some defense because that was that that was the question here was uh, what would the Phillies defense look like? They had a bunch of offensive teams, uh, but offensively, it's just not quite there. Batting 133, 161, 167, so an OPS of 328. Um, played in nine games, had four hits, one double, uh, 10 strikeouts with one walk. And it's something where you could, the writing was on the wall for Bryson Stott getting moved back down when Didi Gregorius was out for a little bit of time and he still didn't get a chance to start. So Alec Bohm is at third. Um, you've got Gregorius. Uh, Johan Camargo is a guy I've always been high on. I think when he gets to play four or five days a week, he's a really good player and probably a steal by the Phillies when they get getting him after he was non-tendered by the Braves. Uh, but Bryson Stott's already been sent down. I believe he's at AAA right now. And he has a chance to... to get back into a groove. We saw some of his some of his hitting statistics in the minors last year across three different levels. He batted 299, 390, 486, uh, 16 home runs, 26 doubles, two triples, uh, was 10 of 14 on stolen bases. And that was between high A, double A, and triple A. So give him some more time, let him work on it, and then you can call him back up later in the season if you have an injury and give him a second shot. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow. We're going to be talking some fantasy baseball prospects you need to know for fantasy baseball, both for redraft and dynasty leagues. And then Friday, more of our farm Friday with the Pittsburgh Pirates, the number three preseason system for depth. If you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show is on Twitter at Locked On Farm, or you can email us prospects at gmail.com. But until then, this is has been locked on MLB Prospect. Uh-huh.